0: Welcome back to Buckle Up Queers, the show that pushes the boundaries of comfort and humor. Now, your hosts, Grunge Cowboy and Buckle Bear. I know, I can't. It's going to be
1: so cute and fun. I'm so excited about that. So precious. Episode 3.
0: Can you believe it? That's insane. We're already perf- we're already performing higher than a lot of started podcasts. I saw a TikTok and we all know that things that start on TikTok or said on TikTok or posted on TikTok are automatically true. You don't have to fact check them. Um, and it said that pulling a percentage out of my ass at this point said that 75% of podcasts that start don't make it past episode three. And here the fuck we are. Here we are. Dedicated little bitches to our craft. Oh Yeah. So excited. Um, Also, I feel like every time I, like, view your Instagram story, which, by the way, I view it multiple times because I view it on my personal Instagram, but then I also view it on the Buckle Up Queers Instagram. So I'm giving you, like, double the views. Thank God. You're welcome. Yeah, because we all need need those views. We all need those updates, right? Um, You are always... At a concert. And I texted you this. And I personally think episode three, we need to do a little bit of a name change for you instead of the grunge cowboy. You need to be like a cowboy's (laughs) muse or something like that.
1: I don't go to that many concerts. All of it. Here's what happens is like every five or six years, I'll just end up at concerts a bunch throughout the summer. But like this summer, I've only been to three so far.
0: All within the last month.
1: Yes. But the thing is, is like, I've only paid for one of those. And like, I'm very fortunate in the fact that I have friends that like, like the first one I went to was John Party and one of my friends, he was in town and he was just like, hey, I really want to go to this concert. I bought you a ticket. You can either go or the ticket will go to waste. Mm -hmm. I said, well, I'm not going to let you waste your money. And then the second one was the whole tattoo thing. And um, Zach Bryan, obviously, I paid for because I would do a lot of very questionable things to go see that man.
0: Uh, what is your opinion on his new album so
1: that to have to ask? fucking good and I art okay I already know that you think that one of the songs was a flop because somebody already told me
0: for <laughs> those of you who can't see my face right now, I'm like giving kind of a shocked look um and do you 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 can explain your point of view and i I' just listened to the one song um so I'm just gonna base the whole entire album off of the one song which um is probably not the healthiest thing but absolutely not
1: the healthiest thing but here's the thing okay I'm a diehard country fan that's like what I always listen to 24 7 if I have a choice the Mm -hmm. music's gonna be country so I view it in a very different Mm -hmm. light than you view it so that's where my opinion comes from is just like the love for country music and if you like sat down and listened to this album, or really any of Zach Bryan's songs, he is a lyrical genius. Just like the way that he conveys his words makes you feel something in every single one of his songs. And it's like that you don't get that a lot from music, but that's the point of music, is to make you feel something. And that's I there's not a song that he sings that I don't feel some kind of
0: emotion with. So I just think, and I haven't listened to the whole album, and I will give it a chance, but country's like not my first thing that I listened to. Obviously, it was released on the same day that Selena Gomez and our queen Miley Cyrus released their new singles. So obviously I had to listen to those. But I was really excited because he had Our Generation's Queen of Country, the very best Casey Musgraves on his single. And it was a total flop. And let me stop you right now because I see that face. And you are going to talk smack about our queen goddess. Uh, uh, gift to the gays, Cussy Musgraves. And I need you to just immediately stop this. Right I
1: have on. a very different opinion of the queen of country.
0: Who? Okay. I, was, I didn't say queen of country. because Queen I of think our generation's are, country. So our yes, generation.
1: I, I do have a very liking. different opinion about that.
0: Yes. Who do you think is the queen of country? Are,
1: are you ready for it? Lainey Wilson. What? You don't know who that is?
0: Like, yeah, no, I know who that is. But like, no, I, like the queen of country? Yes. Not just our generation? Ab-
1: the, no, no, no. No, Hoptic. no. Lainey Wilson is the queen of our generation country.
0: I met, and I, I do kind of see that. I can kind of see that. But also, a lot of, not their music, but their voices actually do sound very similar. And I will say I think that Casey Musgraves walked so Laney can run because I think Casey Musgraves had her hour and then now it's Laney is like this and that, which is, I guess, all the music industry. But who do you think, above all, all generations, who do you think is the queen of
1: country? Shania Twain. Done.
0: Agreed. Absol- I well, okay. 100% agree.
1: Uh, here's okay. Yes, Shania Twain, but also Dolly Parton. Like the two of them are okay. like neck and neck, but for very different reasons. Whereas like Shania Twain, if you know her story, if you know where she came from, what she had to go through to get mm-hmm. to where she's at, like, and now that she's back, it's like even more impressive. Whereas like Dolly Parton is the, at least I've never met her, but like from interviews and like seeing her on TV and like shows, she's the kindest little sweetheart human and like only yes. wants to love people. And that's the big, like best quality in a human.
0: Yes, I would totally agree with the queen of country is Shania Twain, but where I kind of counter you is I think Dolly Parton is the greatest country singer, male, female, they or them of all times. She's a legend. Um, all, a legend. Absolutely goes down. The legends of all legends. Okay, but so we'll put her in legend done. and
1: we'll put Shania in queen. Perfect.
0: Yes, but what Dolly has done, and once again, I'm pulling a statistic out of my ass what, like, her charitable things that she's done, she's, like, single-handedly raised the reading scores for youth in the South more than any, like, politician or anybody else ever has, simply by providing books to children. Yeah. And I think that that is just so beyond, like, if a singer goes beyond what they do, obviously her lyrics and her songs make you feel a certain way, and that's great, but when you can actually have an impact, I think that that takes you to legend status. Mm -hmm. I also think with her and they co-hosted one of the country music awards. I forget what it was. And honestly, Garth Brooks.
1: Uh, I yeah. Think he's a legend. He is. I have a lot of respect for Garth Brooks because he doesn't have any of his music on any streaming service. If you want to listen uh-huh. to Garth Brooks, you have to pay for it, which is so like most artists cave into the like, Oh yeah, put it on Spotify, whatever you have to pay for any music that you want to listen by
0: him. Yeah. There's a conspiracy theory that he is a serial killer. And when he goes on tours, the cities that he tours on randomly have mysterious, like, murders or disappearing cases. And if you go in, like, I don't think he has any, like, social media presence, but, like, he has fan accounts. And if you just, like, dive into the comments and the subreddits, it is just, like this plethora of just like people putting pieces together and I don't believe it. Don't get me wrong. I am a huge, I love hearing conspiracy theories, but I just thought it was so funny. And I did get into a really deep rabbit hole because I just thought it was so funny of like how somebody thought about that. Like somebody had to be a huge fan, but then also like a true crime fan. And they had to like combine like those, how how did those two worlds meet? I think that that is very funny. Like at
1: what point are you at a, Garth Brooks concert, and you're just like I think he's a to killer. Gonna
0: die. <laughs>
1: like yeah. you just you're yeah. just like sitting there enjoying one of his songs, like dancing a little bit, and you're like, oh, I figured it out.
0: Yeah. He's the killer. Friends in low places, more like friends six feet under. Yeah, low places. That's pretty low. Exactly. Interesting. Read between the lines,
1: people. It's it's not even between the lines. He put it on paper for you. Yeah. Jesus. So, wow.
0: Speaking of country, um, you and I have had this conversation because we've talked about how obviously my name's Buckle Bear and I just fucking love a good old cowboy. You and I have had this conversation about whether or not I would be able to handle living with a cowboy simply because I'm a city girl. Um, I love my walking (laughs) to get my coffee in the morning. Um, but since we've last talked, I've been to like three or four ranches, um, out here in the good old state of Texas, um, full on. Yep. Yeah. mm -hmm. Lighthouse ranch, buttermilk ranch, hidden Valley ranch. I'm kidding. Those are not actual ranches.
1: I want to hang up on you, <laughs> but I
0: know that I can't. <laughs> You're like, we have how many more minutes together? Um, No, but on a serious You're note, fake. I have... <laughs> okay, this is what I learned this week. There is a difference between a farm and a ranch. A ranch, you need to find yourself a man or a them or a she, whoever you are, whatever you go with, That owns a fucking ranch or their family owns a ranch because it is resort style living. Yes. These bitches have pools, not just like above ground type pool. They have like fucking waterfalls. They have like bunk houses that are like modern day, like apartment condo type situations in their house is fucking massive. I absolutely can live that fucking lifestyle. There's no doubt in my mind. And then they have like free range chickens, which is kind of cool. You just go pick up your eggs. And here's the best part about it is obviously with ranch comes land. These motherfuckers don't do anything on their land. They lease it out and it's just money flowing in. Other people do the work on the ranch. Are you kidding? Yes. Sign me the fuck up. You
1: have this vision of the perfect man who is a cowboy. He's out there. And I know he's out there for you. Um, the thing is, though, is that typically people that live on ranches are not cowboys. People that live on ranches False. own a ranch because they don't want to be a cowboy, because they don't want to put in the time. Correct. A true cowboy <laughs> is going to live on a farm, he's going to saddle up, get on a horse. And he's going to run his farm all day from sunup uh, to sundown. Then he's going to come in, kick his sweaty ass boots off, probably covered in mud and cow shit. And then he's going to go maybe probably not even go take a shower, sit on the couch with a beer covered in cow shit. That's a farm. That's your image of what you want is a farmer. What no. you're going to get is a city cowboy.
0: Um. Okay. So it sounds like we both have to go through some name changes. Um, so you are now the Cowboys muse and I am the rancher bear,
1: (sighs) the rancher bear.
0: Honestly, that kind of sounds like a really good, like steak rub rancher bear.
1: Get yours here. Rancher bear. How do you take your steak medium? Well,
0: okay. I'm not getting I'm not even going to dive deep into that. Yeah. We don't need to talk Um, about that.
1: Here's the, I don't that, like that is that is anything under medium well is chewy, and I don't like chewy meat because then it reminds me of like blubber or fat or like it's it's too chewy
0: where all the goodness is That's no where all medium I mean, well is perfect
1: it's still like chewy enough that it's not like gristly, but it's
0: like juicy enough that you're like happy, so do you just hate fat people then yeah i
1: I really do. <laughs>
0: So you just don't like fat?
1: (laughs) Internalized fat phobia.
0: (laughs) Wow. Who did I get into business with? Listen, y'all, read the contracts before you sign them.
1: Hey, I gave you a chance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. How was your weekend?
0: Well, it was good. Um, I know I texted you... Um, so one thing that we always do, I feel like we always like do a pre weekend check in of like, what are you doing? This is fun. Um, and I told you I was going to go dicks out feral, uh, but I kept it PG this this weekend. Um, but I did end up in places that I have absolutely no business being in. Um, and one of them, I sent you a picture of this was a cuddle pub, cuddle pup, well, a cuddle puddle at a pup event. Um, and so... Sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) And now that that, like, came out of... I didn't go to an orgy, okay? Let's just... I'm gonna put that out. That is not what this was. Um, so I went to a drag show on Saturday night. And a lot of the bars in Austin are, like, dual bars where you get into one. But it also gives you access to the other. There's not just, it's not just an Austin thing. A lot of places do that, but a lot of bars in Austin are that. So in the main bar, um, was a drag show, which was phenomenal, like always. And then obviously the main bar was packed with people trying to get drinks. So I was like, Oh, let me go over to the smaller bar. Um, and then I walk in there and it is a whole entire pub event. Um, which, for those who are not aware of it, and I think that this is maybe a conversation that we have on a different episode, because I'm one, I want to do my research because I don't want anybody to like say anything negative about this community, but it is a community that I'm not a part of, nor do I quite fully understand. Um, but it is basically a whole bunch of gay men um, dressed as pups or dogs with the actual leather dog pup masks. Um, and they were having an event, which I was not aware of at this sub bar. Um, so I was right in the middle of this cuddle puddle and by cuddle puddle, I mean, just people socializing. It wasn't anything crazy. Uh, but I didn't realize it until I was like at the bar ordering. And I was like, what the fuck, where am I? Um, so I got my drink and I was like, honestly, I'm just going to let the pups have their, do their thing. And I'm going to go and enjoy my drag show. But, uh, this drag show was freaking phenomenal. Um, I'm also like, not, maybe this makes me a horrible gay, but I'm like not into drag, like, as in like watching RuPaul's RuPaul's, um, I enjoy viewing the art. Of a drag show in real life I 100% fully support it I actually will seek out a drag brunch All the time Um, There was something really special About this given drag show That I absolutely appreciated And I didn't realize until I saw it Um, But the amount Of heterosexual couples Specifically straight men That were at this drag show Was astonishing But astonishing in a good way And it made me realize how important it is for straight couples. I'm going to say for straight men to show their support and show up to these drag shows, because it's just, it's, there's something very special about it being like a mixed group um, in a queer safe space and a queer safe space both needs queer people and it needs its allies, Um, And it was just really cool watching everyone enjoy the show. Um, It was like a mixture of musical numbers, the sassy ones, um, and I just overall enjoyed it. So um, if you're listening and um, maybe you are a straight cisgendered male um, and you've always kind of wanted to go to a drag show but have never... Maybe that, maybe you just thought that this wasn't the place for you. Um, this is us telling you to go support your local drag queens. Just fucking go. There's so much fun. It's so, They're much fun. so much fun. And the gay community
1: is so kind. Like, not maybe not yeah. to each other always, but in general, like the gay community will welcome you with open arms. And it's like you're, everyone oh, yeah. is welcome in any queer event ever.
0: Yes, absolutely. And it was just like, and. Th- I think like what we see online with a lot of drag shows is like the crazy like out there like you know uh death drops um legs doing like flips and stuff which there are those and those queens are talented Bad like fucking very, bitches very much so but this one there's also drag shows that perform like musical numbers or it's just all about the overall performance and the personas that these queens bring on stage really kind of transforms you um and transforms everybody around and it's fucking amazing it's I've never not had a good time at a drag show even I'm not a huge musical person um even when I have no idea what the song is or where they pulled it from I am still just like locked eyes on that queen and I am paying attention to every movement the, her lip singing and her dancing, um, all of that. I think it's phenomenal. And I think everyone should support their local drag queen and the art that it is. Can we just talk about the thirst trap that Sam Smith posted? Have you seen it? No. So Sam, I think, went through this phase where they are comfortable in their skin now. Incredible. The dream. Incredible. Uh, they're coming to Austin and I'm stoked about that. Lana Del Rey is also coming. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to go because I hate the venue that she's performing at. Um, it's at like a race car track. That
1: that sounds like you and I would both enjoy it for two very different reasons.
0: Probably. But like in my head, I just can't get over the fact of like, there's going to be a road around it, which they're probably (laughs) going to like, they're going to fucking transform the whole entire stadium. And I know that, but my brain just can't get there. Um, so I think I might just like sit that one out, but, um, I think that I think it's going to be absolutely, we're going to trade places. Um, so stay I'm excited tuned for you. For if, I'm going to go dicks out, fair up all of their concerts. Yeah, you are. Yep. Hell yeah. So stay tuned for that one. Hell but, yeah, brother. Um, Okay. all right you've been hanging around a little bit too many of those hats okay where are the females at oh whoa 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 (laughs) i hated that anyways (laughs) good segue into there has been something that you have so a little backstory um we do put a little bit of effort into planning these episodes um more so like what we want to talk about Um, And you have brought this topic up for the last like couple episodes, um, and I have shot it down both of those times. Classic. Uh, But you seem very passionate about this topic, and I just want to give you the mic and give you the floor to just kind of lead the conversation and go for it. Okay.
1: Here it is. Going through each other's phones in a relationship. Yes or no? Fuck yeah. Absolutely not. I'm kidding absolutely not no you're not I, i'm kidding there's a reason why you're single <laughs> okay here's here's welcome Back on second date uh do you
0: mind going in and just adding my face id to that phone real quick yeah can i just what's your passcode you have a six digit one that's weird <laughs> no one has a six digit code but when it comes to it and i also have to just full on put it out there uh, I have never been in, like, a situation where I would, not necessarily that I would want to check my signif- my boyfriend's significant other's phone, but I, actually, that is a, that's a fucking lie. That's a lie. Um, I absolutely have. Um, I just had a Taylor Swift moment, forgot that he existed. Um, but, I'm. you know what? I'm going to be a little toxic bitch and I'm gonna play devil's advocate on this episode and I oh, think because no. you are so passionate about not going through somebody's phone I'm gonna say
1: here we go. go for it here we go fucking
0: go for it and you know what I'm gonna teach you how to go through someone's phone very quickly you go first <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll start if you want to go through someone's phone, don't just sit there and go through the whole entire phone, Slide the thing bar da- the thing down, go to record screen and go through every single one of his apps and go and click the search bar and type your name and click on every single message that pops up and then once you're done with that, you send it to yourself once it's sent, you delete that message from messages. And then you delete it from the camera roll. And then you also delete it from recently deleted. So then when you're in your cozy little bed at night, you can take your time going through that shit. So you're welcome.
1: You are probably the most toxic person I've ever met in my life, first of all. Second of all, you fucked up already. Because if you're going to do it that way, why would you send that video to yourself instead of airdropping it so that there's no trace at all?
0: I mean, it's just one less step. Like you just have to delete it off of your messages.
1: I don't, if you're trying to hurry, there's no time for that.
0: Yeah. But how many times have you been in an airdrop? Okay.
1: Okay, No, 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 no. no, no. How
0: many times have you been in an airdrop situation where you're like, wait, it's, I can't find your airdrop or wait, like why is it popping up? Or wait, yeah, it says it's sending. So what if you send and then you confirm it? And then all of a sudden he's like, wait, what am I sending you?
1: That's
0: how you get caught.
1: Oh no. Oh, Okay. I'm not even going to shed light onto your your part of this conversation at all. Here is my standing on this. By no means. means necessary, if you're in a happy, trusting relationship, should you ever go through your partner's phone. That's it.
0: I completely agree. If you feel the need to go through somebody else's phone, chances are, one, there is a reason behind it. So, like, pay attention to your gut or, like, your feelings. There's probably something there, but you also there might be something deeper with you as far as like trust, it, trust issues that maybe from a previous relationship or somebody hurt you in the past that you are now bleeding over into this current relationship. So I think that you need to do some self-reflecting on yourself before you can even give it a chance. But I do completely agree with you. If you ever do find yourself in a situation where you think that the only way to like get clarification on a certain scenario is to go through your partner's phone, then obviously there's some trust issues and there's communication issues. And that I think is a little bit deeper than just simply going through somebody's phone. But
1: absolutely. And guess what? Just fucking ask them. I would much rather somebody ask me be like, Hey, are you cheating on me? If something set you off to where you feel like you need to start digging, then you need to talk to them about that. I have two things in relationships that I absolutely refuse to do. One mm-hmm. is jealousy. Absolutely not. I don't do jealousy yeah. because if I didn't want to be here, I wouldn't be. This one kind of goes, it's like two in one. So like the trust issues, I don't do that either. If you don't have trust for me, then don't be with me. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. the most infuriating thing to not be trusted. And you brought up trauma from past relationships. No. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not that person, nor will I ever be. And if you have not resolved that trauma and you're carrying it into your next relationship, you are not ready to be in a relationship. Bottom line.
0: Very much so. Yeah.
1: If you've been cheated on, that doesn't mean that every fucking person in the world is going to cheat on you after that. Stop giving them the power.
0: No, I think I absolutely agree. I think that you need to make sure that you that's why I'm still singles because I'm working on myself um but no I I hundred percent agree but I think just to like bring a human aspect into it of like it's so much easier said than done of as far as like don't take your baggage from a previous relationship into a current one um I think a lot also a lot of the times too you could feel that you're over it until like there is a trigger in the previous or in the new relationship that like oh shit like hey My ex-person, my ex-partner did this and now he's doing that. I didn't realize that it would negatively affect me. But I think also you realizing that and like saying like, oh, these are the correlations. This is the action and it triggers me to do this or it triggers this reaction. I think that that's half the battle as far as like healing yourself. But as long as you're just like open and honest with whoever it is and just saying like, hey, when you did X, Y, and Z, it made me feel like this uh but i also think i think what i'm trying to say is just be forgiving of yourself because it's a lot easier said than done to talk about self-healing and even this is me like i've gone to therapy like i say once a week i skip a couple of weeks here and there um but i've like been going to therapy for the last like 3 years um pretty frequently and i think that it is definitely something easier said than done talking to a therapist and then talking and getting through those things and like the scenario based of like the role playing like your therapist is saying this and you're like this is how what i'm going to do to counteract it but it's a lot different when it's like you're in a safe space with your therapist as opposed to you're also in a safe space with your significant other because when your significant other does the action that triggers you it's coming you're not expecting it. Like, so you have to go through it a lot more times in order for you to have the reaction that you want. It's like essentially like a practice round. And I'm totally butchering like how to say this. And I don't, it's like every <laughs> single time it happens, it's like a practice round and you get better with practice. So
1: 100%. And I don't ever want to discount like the amount of work it takes to heal yourself. Cause it does, but there's a difference between like actively healing yourself, which is like putting yourself into a situation where you can go to therapy or like talk to somebody. It doesn't even have like therapy is expensive and not everyone can afford it. So like if you, as long as you have a confidant that you can like talk to and like trust, um, but like actively taking those steps to heal yourself and fix yourself and like being proactive about it rather than sitting in a relationship where you're unhappy and doing these toxic things, Because all you're doing is creating more trauma, not only for yourself, but for that other person also. And that's like, I mean, I am very fortunate in my relationship now. Like he loves me so much. He's so good to me. He's, I'm a little wild card. So sometimes my moods are all over the place and he handles me very well. Um, But I have been in a very, very toxic relationship. And it may or may not have ended with me being in jail. What? <laughs> okay, so I was dating this guy for two years. And at uh-huh. that point, it was my longest relationship.
0: Uh
1: huh. And he was 22. I was like 18 or 19. So he was like. A young gay going out to the bars, clubs, like partying, having fun. I was sitting at home in our apartment by myself a lot. Mm -hmm. He would come home so drunk that he would pee all over the bathroom floor and not even notice it. Like puddles, not just like splatter, but like puddles. And then Mm -hmm. I would get up at 3.30 in the morning and have to walk through that to get to the shower, to get to work. And it was like little things like that. Just fun, cute, quirky, little fun things. Obviously not a healthy relationship. I was young, didn't know any better, wanted to stay in it for a minute, did. We ended up breaking up, which was like the best decision for both of us, obviously. Um, and I like, also, I was not perfect in this relationship. Like I have my flaws. I used to have really bad anger issues and would like let it out and like yell a lot and be silly. Never, I would never punch anybody. Like it was never physical. It was just a lot of screaming and yelling, me being very, very angry in that way um when we broke up (laughs) this man was so petty (laughs) that he would go to my grandma's house and hang out with her while i was like working or like out and about like obviously him and i weren't in contact anymore so we had no communication yeah he would talk to my mother which that's a whole nother Oprah because she would still talk to him and it was like a weird thing.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: So, <laughs> this is like probably four or five months after we broke up, right? No contact at all since uh-huh. then. I'm on my way to work. I have some extra time. So, I stop by my grandma's house to see her, check in on her, see how she's doing, make sure she's, you know, still sweeping the floors, whatever she's doing. <laughs> I get there and I walk in and I see his shoes in the living room. And oh no. Yeah, like by the front door. And I'm like looking around and my grandma's like talking to me in the living room and I go to like walk to the bathroom which is like down the hallway towards the bedrooms and she's like trying to distract me from going back there.
0: Did he pee in that bathroom too?
1: Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. so i just i just start yelling i'm like where is he i know he's here where is he he comes out of my aunt's bedroom because my aunt was living with my grandma at the time and they uh-huh. had a little sleepover fun time party what they what not like a not like a sexy time party but him and my aunt went to oh. the bar- yeah <laughs> you got really excited about that one Him and my aunt. No, I was like,
0: "Holy shit!" I was not expecting this left turn twist. Like,
1: I would still be in jail if
0: that was the case. Um, Okay, so they went out, had a little drinky poo, a lot of drinky poo. Yeah,
1: Um, and -hmm. then he went to my grandma's house, spent the night with her, with my aunt and my grandma, had the best time. Probably woke up and had eggs together, (laughs) like just living this happy little life, right? And pissed all over the floors, bathrooms. I fucking lost it I like obviously started screaming at him and like get the fuck out of my grandma's house like you don't belong here we broke up we there should be why are you hanging out with my family we are no longer together which means when you break up with me you break up with my family that's all there is to it yeah He's like scrambling to get his shoes on gets them on walks out the front door I follow him out the front door and I told him if you ever come back to this fucking house I will beat your ass he leaves mm. I get in my car. I go to work. Okay. Everything's fine. Uh I cool down. My grandma and my aunt lie to me for like the next, let's say, five or six months saying that they're not talking to him. They're not seeing him, but I know he's there. I'm at work working an overnight shift one night. I was a server at the time and Uh I get my car on my break to go across the street to the gas station to buy a pack of cigarettes. I used to smoke a lot of cigarettes back in my day.
0: It You can tell it in
1: your voice. I used to smoke about a pack a day.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I'll shut up.
1: Okay, so I get in my car, going across the street to the gas station to get a pack of cigarettes. I get on the street, and you have to make a U-turn to get to this gas station. I make a U-turn, cop lights me up. I'm like, Uh cool, whatever. I pull over into the gas station parking lot. He comes over, license, registration, tells me I pulled an illegal U-turn. Although there was no sign saying no U-turn. He comes back to the car, asks me to sit tight, asks me for like my insurance or whatever, like something else, goes back to his car, and a second car pulls cop car pulls up. Now, if you know anything about the law, if a second car pulls up, it's either you're going to jail or they think you're drunk. And yeah, this was overnight, back. so it was like probably twelve thirty, one o'clock in the morning. He comes back, asks me to get out, and he puts me in cuffs. And he says, he reads me my rights and he says, I'm being arrested on a warrant, a warrant for my arrest. And I was like, Hey, like respectfully, I don't do things to get me to get a warrant for my arrest. Can you tell me what it's pertaining to? And he was like, yeah, I can't give you that information. You'll have to talk to the judge when you see him. So (laughs) (laughs) they put me in the back of the squad car, (laughs) take me to the, the friggin' jail, whatever, put me in a holding cell. And then I get fully booked in. Like into the Do jail. you have a mug shot? Probably not.
0: Oh fuck. Yeah,
1: sorry. It's not that
0: serious. Then why was it even it's not even worth it?
1: Yes, it is. Cause this is my trauma.
0: There's There's <laughs> not a if there's not <laughs> If you didn't get a mug shot, did you even go to jail?
1: No, but I but this was also before like iPhones and
0: shit. <laughs> On your BlackBerry. <laughs> On <You're> like, hey. <laughs> hey. Um, So Your Razor flip phone. <laughs> absolutely.
1: That was my favorite phone I've ever had. Fun fact.
0: Oh my god, it was incredible. It was the best phone. Incredible. Best
1: phone ever invented. Um,
0: You're not allowed to have those in jail, though. <laughs>
1: no. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. they did take everything from me. And uh, if you know me, you know that I've had 96 piercings in my lifetime. The majority of those were... Around this time frame. So I was like getting pierced a lot, like, having a lot of fun, just being silly, quirky. They made me take everything out. The cops made uh-huh. me like, they had to strip search me, obviously, because I had a bunch of jewelry up here. So they assumed I had a bunch down here, which I did not. Put me in the damn jumpsuit, send me to my cell. I get there, and there's this like crazy guy in the bunk, like talking to himself, and it's just like a two person cell. <laughs> so he's on the bottom bunk. <laughs> I said, perfect, this is great. And also mind you, I'm what, six, two, six, three. I'm like, I'm a big dude. And I was so scared. I was like shivering like a fucking (laughs) Chihuahua with my tail between my legs, walking into this cell, like terrified. And then this guy's talking to himself, laying in his bed, like almost in the fetal position. So I hop up onto the top bunk. The guard comes around, whatever, to talk to me. And I was like, Hey, When can I talk to the judge? Like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He said, oh, it'll be about three or four days. What? Three or four fucking days. Because it was a holiday weekend, and the courts were fucking closed on Monday.
0: No. Yes.
1: So, I said, perfect. I obviously got a phone call. I called my mom. I said, hey, I'm in jail. Not really sure why you could try to figure out that'd be great i'd love that (laughs) hangs up whatever move on uh gonna be fully transparent here i don't remember a lot about my time there because i think either i'm trauma blocking it or i just went into like survival survival mode of just like yeah head down eat your food lay in bed and sleep um did that didn't shower the whole time i was there obviously for obvious reasons finally my mom comes and bails me out like, three days later. So, I spent three days in a jail cell.
0: Wait. (laughs) wait. I'm sorry for laughing, but I've only ever known, like, one person that has ever been remotely close to, like, going to jail, and it was, like, in a drunk tank, and they just had to sober up. So the fact that you full-on had a lockdown experience and, like, not only just, like, sat in a cell, but, like, were around other, like... Prisoners. Alleged, a, alleged criminals yeah, a, le, alleged, alleged alleged yeah, lawbreakers <sighs> is was the, th- uh, I got, I no. have a lot of food questions food was not 20, good, you don't have a mug shot food was okay, not good, was I not ate it good.
1: once and then didn't eat the rest of the time I was there
0: did you lose any weight?
1: Uh, no, it was three days, chill <laughs> not a good diet plan, well, I don't yeah, recommend
0: that Hello, 48 hour fast no Okay. So, you have never heard of the jailbird diet? You are Is that a fat one... joke? <laughs> yeah, you're like one prison sentence away from your goal weight. Okay. <laughs>
1: I can't with you.
0: I'm <laughs> okay continue so you get bailed out of out of um prison
1: okay yeah it was jail not prison very different um, did you get
0: any tattoos? are any of your tattoos from when you were in prison
1: fun fact all of them are
0: yeah all of them all He of them came into prison as a naked mole rat yes. and fully came out head to toe covered in tattoos in a less bird. than 72 hours yes yeah.
1: We put in the work. That's why I didn't eat the whole time. I didn't have time. And I couldn't shower because, you you know, fresh ink. Yeah. Please wash your tattoos when you get tattooed. That was a joke.
0: Please. Yeah, please please do.
1: (laughs) Please take a shower. Yeah. Uh, So I get bailed out. Um, Best time of my life, obviously. When you get bailed out, they set a court date. So I haven't talked to the judge Mm -hmm. yet. I still don't know why I was in there. My mom didn't couldn't find out. Like nobody knows why the fuck I was in jail. Yeah. Court date comes around. I go to court, obviously, and I'm sitting there and the judge calls me up and he says, All right, case blah 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 dismissed. And I was like, Whoa. Can we like can I can we talk about it? Like, why am I why was I in jail? Why was I arrested? Why did I have worn out? Like, can you give me some things before you just dismiss me after spending three days of my life in a fucking jail cell. And yeah, I mean, this judge was nice. So like nothing against them, but, um, they were like, yeah, it was a domestic violence case. The reason we're dismissing it is because the other party didn't, the victim didn't show up.
0: Wait, so your significant other,
1: this motherfucker called the police after he left that day and told them that I beat his ass and pushed him down. Yeah. So, he caught and he told them he wanted to press charges.
0: Okay, one, I feel like I don't want to say that everything needs like a bruise behind it, but I feel like there should have been something a little bit more of an investigation, like yeah. just a little bit more. Um, but then also, are there any repercussions for I guess, honestly, no, like I guess. That that would, like, deter victims, actual victims of domestic violence from, like, coming forward. So... Yeah. Very unfortunate. Very, very unfortunate. But that is, like... you, That is a full what-the-fuck moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is, like, when he filed the report, he obviously told them what he assumed happened. Which... My grandma and my aunt both came through and were like witnesses and were like, hey, no, you screamed at him a lot, but you didn't touch him. And I was like, okay, thank you. Just wanted to make sure I have somebody like that was there and saw the situation. Very fortunate for me because he didn't show up to court. Everything got dropped and dismissed. And so like nothing went on my permanent record. Like it wasn't a real thing. Yeah. I just have to live with the trauma of living in a jail cell for three days of my life when I'm the type of person that avoids those situations because that terrifies the living shit out of me. Like, in, like
0: most people. Well,
1: and also I don't like, I don't want to be the type of person that does things to put myself in a situation like going to jail. And so, yeah, the moral of the story is like, that was the most toxic relationship I've ever been in my entire life. And it continued to follow me for years after that relationship had ended. Okay. I'm being a little dramatic. It was yeah. probably like a year or two after it ended. Just, constant things would pop up that were like bringing his trash back into my life. Two years after we broke up, right? No contact. Like we don't talk or will ever again. Yeah. One of my friends who they really like to dig for things and follow and they're just nosy makes a fake Facebook account, looks him up and sends me a picture of him. This is two years later. And he got a giant panda tattooed on his arm right here. Anybody that knows, like really truly knows me, knows that everyone calls me Panda. Like that's kind of my nickname. Not really. Like it's, it's like a era of my life where I was called Panda. And Uh everyone knows that that's one of my favorite animals.
0: This man is like borderline narcissistic. Yes.
1: And that's the time I went to jail.
0: And there it is. And now you have it. Wow. On like a badass scale, you are like way higher on that scale than than I am. Thank think the universe that we have our very own Cowboy Muse who's giving us the rundown on Zach Ryan and how to survive in jail and what you need to... Um... See, this is why this podcast is going to be so fucking great is because you have... The Grunge Cowboy, who gives lessons on how to survive in jail. And then you have the Buckle Bear, who gives lessons on how to trick a rich rancher into marrying you and you being in their will. Oh my. It's very homophobic.
1: (laughs) I love getting a rise out of it. It's so funny.
0: And the thing is, like, you know how to do it too. Like, just push my button. I'm so good Um, at it. Are you done? Cut the episode. Yes.
1: (laughs) Thank God I edit this fucking podcast. (laughs)
0: Honestly, it would have been a great place to end. So, if you want to end the episode right then and there, I think that that would have been a great place to end.
1: We'll end it wherever we want because we do whatever the fuck we want. We can't be managed. We can't be managed but honestly don't go to jail don't snoop love each other
0: and find yourself a rich rancher okay love you bye